Okay. Who is that monkey? Was that Dominic? I think he's also leaving today. That's why he davened early. So much time he needs to pack. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's have in mind our uh, four shlema for um, Hadassah Basranya, Pinchas Yaakov Ben Gita. Yisachar Ben Sarah for Shlema. Um, okay. All right, let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Lamed Hey, today is Daf Lamed Vav. And we'll do a review of yesterday's Daf Ketet today's. The question is, is that um, we saw in Daf Lamed Dalet that, uh, that the... Um, that basically the uh, Ketana, a minor, who um, um, does require a three-month waiting period if she's a Bas Yisrael, but not by a Gioras and not by a uh, Shifcha that, that was freed. And the reason we explained is because a Ketana, we made a Gzeira on a Ketana because of a Gedola. The problem with that is, is that our Mishnah says explicitly that that is not the case. That we do not make a gzera on the katana. Why? Because we talked about the case in the mission of the wives who were swapped or switched, and um, we said that uh, if they are katanas that are not ruyus lelet, so then maxir and also the they can be put back to their husband, correct husbands right away. So Rav Gidol says name of Rav. You're right. It was a rasha. It was an exceptional case, and they didn't and they didn't follow the regular rules. Umar says, "What do you mean that case happened?" And, you know, it's a bizarre. We even the commissioner, even the Gemara knows talks about a lot of bizarre cases. We don't really think something like that actually happened. You tell me something like that actually happens. The Gemara says no. Kill Rasha. Meaning the idea is since it's uh, it's not something that's raw to make a zero because something like that, a scenario that's a switch, is so abnormal that they would never make a zero um, on Ketanas and that altogether. Um, that was version A. Then we saw Alishna uh, Akhrin of Shmuel, who was version B, who basically said that really, in general, you always wait three months afterwards um, to be mafkin, to separate, to make sure that the person's woman's not, not uh, pregnant. Um, and that's except for a convert woman and a Mishok Reres, that's, uh, that's, that's an adult. But Ketana uh, Bas Yisrael, a minor, Who's past uh, Yisrael does not need to wait uh, three months, not like what we said before. And the question is, what are you talking about? Are you talking about Mion? We already know Shmuel said that already. You're talking about Get? Shmuel does require it by a Get, three months, because we don't make a distinction within Gaten. You always wait three months. Um, so the Gemara answers is that uh, we're talking about a case of Znos and uh, promiscuity and, uh, and it's no spectan it's not common and therefore they never, never made the decree to wait the three months in that case now question is is that by Gioras and by Meshachrares where Znos is common so where right, promiscuity is a common occurrence so why wouldn't we make a decree that they should have to wait three months and we're not requiring that you know from the time that they convert the answer is is because um, it holds like Rabiosi, which is a price. And the price brings down that if you have a convert woman, a woman from captivity and a freed slave, um, so they need to wait three months before 
getting married, according to Rabbi Yudah, but according to Rabbi Yossi, you can get betrothed and married right away. And Rabbi explains what's the logic of Rabbi Yossi, because a woman who is Mizana is making sure she, protect, she takes protection because she, she has no interest in getting, getting pregnant. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not good for business, and therefore she will not do that. Okay? She'll make sure not to become pregnant. You divorce your wife, you can remarry her. Do you have to wait three months before you can remarry your wife? That's an excellent question. Do we make a rule for yourself? That's a good shayla. I want you know I would I really wasn't going to bring it up but it happened to be. It sounds like that in Gita in general will require three months, but uh, um, you know there are certain cases where it doesn't really make sense. So here's the so first of all we write on a get when we give a get we always say yeah you need to wait three months. What if the woman's older, past the stage of uh, being able to? So do we still say it's a low plug. That's what it sounds like, which may not make a difference. There was one case where a woman came in to receive a get, and she was in her ninth month. <laughs> um, and uh, so, what's the point? I mean, obviously, you, would you have to wait three months? Um, in the, in some in a circumstance like that, she already is pregnant. <laughs> okay, so. Um, um, so the the answer is is that the, the three month rule is, is still established. We don't we don't mess around with that. Anyway, um, but um, uh, that's the that's the answer. So Abai says, look, some of the cases you're right. You have some anticipation. Agiris has the anticipation that she's planning on converting, so she makes sure not to become pregnant. I understand she wants herself to know that her child is going to be um, Jewish born. Um, and uh, a woman in captivity or, or a slave, also she has, they hear from their master that they're planning of being sold or freed. So they um, sold to freedom or freed altogether. Anyway, so they'll protect themselves, not to, but, but there are some slaves that are going out in a sudden way, like by Shane Vine, you know, like their tooth got knocked out. Uh, something that uh, they can't plan for. So what's the case over there? So if you're going to say the Rebius agrees in that case, so then uh, we have a, a, brisa, a Mishnah that says, a Brisa that says absolutely not, because we talk about an Anusa and a Mafuta, which is a rape uh, circumstance, and also needs to wait three months, according to Rebius. Then according to Rebius, there's no reason to wait three months. Now that also is a surprise event. She's not planning on getting raped. So, <clears throat> she obviously didn't take protection in advance of that. So the Gemara explains that the Pshad is, according to Rabbi Yossi, is that a woman who is Mizana, it's not in a setting of marriage where she wants to get pregnant, so she, after the fact, she does what it takes to expel all the semen so she should not become pregnant. Um, and uh, that's the Shita of Rabbi Yossi, that's why we don't have to worry about it. And that would work even in a rape environment, but in the other circumstance, where where Choshesh, the Tanakama still is worried because, after all, maybe she didn't do such a good job. That's not a perfect system. Anyway, we next mentioned in the Mishnah that if they're Kahanas, that they're not allowed to, they're puzzled from Truma. The question is, only Kahanas are puzzled from Truma? Israelis is not puzzled from Truma? They're also puzzled. So uh, the Gemara says, we mean Kahanas, we mean Nishay Kahana. So what do you mean? And what about uh, Nishay Israel? They're also puzzled. They can't marry Kahanim anymore. So the Gemara says, "You're right. What we're talking about over here is even if they're, if you have a Eishes Yisrael who's who is raped, so she's permitted to her husband. But if her husband dies, she cannot marry a Kohen evermore because she was a rape victim once in her life. 
So Rava says that what we're talking about over here is that if there are kahanos that are married to Israel, and then they, if their husband would die without children, they would normally go back to their family and be able to eat truma, but not in this case. They're nifsal from truma, and that's the end of chapter 3. Took us to the new chapter of HaKolotz Levinto, and um, we're talking about over here, somebody did the chalitza, everything seems to be perfect until it turns out that she's pregnant. So there was apparently no need to do the chalitza because, uh, so basically, if she gives birth and the child is a viable child, so then that chalitza is a mistaken chalitza. It was a case of mistaken chalitza. They had no business doing it. We should have perhaps waited. But anyway, point being is it's, it doesn't count as a chalitza. He's permitted to her relatives. Um, she's permitted his relatives. She's not even a nifsa l'koim. She's not considered a chalitza at all. The action that was done was not a real chalitza. But if the child is not viable, so then he is forbidden to her relatives, she is prohibited to his relatives, and she is un- and that is really a chalitza in that sense, and she's puzzled in a kuna. If a person does yibum and it turns out that she's pregnant, so if the child's been kayama, so he has to divorce his wife, because after all, um, he had no business doing yibum, and she's also to him. And he has to bring a korban for the chatas, for a sin offering. And if the flood is not a flood kayama, so then he can remain married. What if we're not sure who the child is? Suffolk ben Tishal Arisham ben as we know, if you get married, quote, close enough, it could be a preemie of the second husband, or it could be a full term of the first husband, if you didn't wait the full requisite amount of time. So in that case, Yotzi Bavlad Kosher, you have to divorce her. But the child is going to be kosher no matter what, because if it's from the first husband, that's perfectly kosher. And if it's not from the first husband, then the second husband had a right to marry her, and that's also kosher. So, Mamad of Shach, the child's kosher, but he'll have to bring, the second husband will have to bring an Asham Tolui. So, the case of the Machlok, there was a major Machlokas that we saw yesterday's daf, continuing to today's daf between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. What is the halacha of somebody who does chalitza to a mulberous woman who miscarries? According to Rabbi Yochanan, there's no need for a second chalitza. Chalitza has been done, um, and uh, it's an effective chalitza. And according to Rish Lakish, you still need chalitza because the chalitza that was done was not a good chalitza. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan says you don't need chalitza from the brothers because a chalitza mulberous is called chalitza, as well as a bias mulberous shmabia, and it's because after all. It goes by the bottom line, is the child viable? If the child turns out to not be viable, then what you did retroactively was indeed good. Rishlagish says you still need chalitza minachin because chalitza mulberis is not good chalitza, neither is bia of a mulberis a good bia, because at the time she had a child and you had no business doing either chalitza or evil. What's the machlokis? So we said the machlokis could either be based on psukim or svara. The Svara idea is that uh, Rabbi Yochanan says that look, if Eliyahu would come and tell us now that she's gonna that that she's pre- that that she's pregnant is not gonna be is not gonna be viable, so um, it wouldn't that wouldn't she be a bas chalitza v'yibum? So now too she's bas chalitza v'yibum because our twenty twenty hindsight tells us that, and the Rishlagir says we don't do twenty twenty hindsight. That's not how it works. You have to do it in the here and now, and right in the here and now she's pregnant. And there's no business doing yibum or chalitza at this juncture. So that's based on, on, on svara. 
Then we brought it based on Psukim as well. Um, the, what's the riot from Psukim? Rabbi Yechonon says, Ubein Eilo. So basically, bottom line is, there is no bed. There is no sun, so therefore it's good chalitza, good yibum. And Rishlagash says, Ubein Eilo is written with the Yud, which is Ayin Alav, you need to look into it. And that's the difference. Comes along Rabbi Yechonon as a kasha to Rishlagash. So he's trying to prove his point. He says, look, it says in our Mishnah that if the Vlad is not a, not a viable child, he is ushered to a relative, she is ushered to his relatives, and she's unfit to, to marry a Kohen. Now, according to me, that's because it's good chalitza. That's why that's halacha. But according to you, that it's not a good chalitza, why would she be unfit to marry a Kohen? So, Rabbi Rish Lakish answers, what do you mean? That's midrabanan, it's a chumrah, because it looks like a chalitza. It's, you know, it has the appearance of a chalitza, so, especially because the child was not viable, so therefore we, there's no like proof. So therefore, we gave it the validity as if it's a chalitza, but it's only a chumrah because the chalitza really is not a, not a valid chalitza. Um, in version B, it was actually Reish Lakish who asked this as a raya fakert against Rabbi Yochum, because he says, "Look, that's how I hold that it's aser that the because of chumrah ba'alma." But what about you, Rabbi Yochum? Shouldn't it say that you don't need chalitza minachin? He left out the main point, which is that the chalitza has been done. There's no need for any more chalitza. And that's not what it said. It just says, just describes what level of relationship that he's also to her relatives, she's also to his relatives, she's no longer fit to marry Cohen. Didn't mention anything about the fact that there's no need to do another chalitza. So why did he leave that out? So, um, so said Rabbi Yochanan, that that's also not so difficult. You're right, it should have said that, but we're keeping up the contrast, since if it's a Vlad, that's Enishal Kayama, um, so then there's no Chalitza. So if there's a Vlad, uh, 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 if it's a Vlad Shel Kayama, then there's no Chalitza, there was no Chalitza at all. If there's a Vlad, ain't a Vlad Shel Kayama, so then there's this. In other words, we're trying to write it in a way that just shows the direct contrast, and you're right, we should have said more. Okay, so there it says, Lo Pasla, here it says pasla, just to keep the, the same terminologies. Then comes along another question of Yochanan Esrish Lakish. It says, if the Ein of Lachal Kayama, then Yitzchikayim, he remained married by the case of the Yibum. Now, um, according to me, that says that it's a good Yibum, good Chalitz, good Yibum. So then it says Yikayim. But according to you, that it's not a good Chalitz, not a good Yibum. So then, shouldn't he have to do a brand new Bia, brand new Yibum? You can't just yikayim. Kaim just means stay married. Why do you have to say that? So the Gemara says, yeah, that's what it means. Yikayim means yachzer b'yivol v'yikayim. Okay, because that's what you have to do. All right. Version B was a question that the same exact thing. The Rish Lakish used this as a proof against Rabbi Yochanan, saying that if Vlad is not kayama, then yikayim. Now, according to me, that makes sense. It means yachzer b'yivol v'yikayim. But according to you. Why would he have to stay married? He could, he could divorce her. He's done, he did his yibum already. Yekayim implies that he must remain married. Why should he have to remain married? Yibum has been there, done that. You don't have to stay married. You could have said, Ratza Yotzi, Ratza Mekayim. It's up to him. So that's a kasha on, if anything, it's a kasha on Rav Yochanan. So the Gemara answers is that you're right. Same as we said before, and Echanami could have said that. But since in the Reisha he had to divorce, so, he, so there was Yotzi, so here it's Yikayim. It's just a contrast. Um, next we saw a question. It uh, talks about somebody who does Yibum. 
And it turns out that she's pregnant. So it says that the, the co-wife cannot marry because maybe the Vlad will be a Vlad Kayama and that's the and therefore she cannot get married. So the question is, what does that mean? If anything, if the Vlad is a Ben Kayama, that's a reason that she should be able to get married. So the Gemara says, it must be that it, maybe the Vlad won't be a Vlad Kayama. If a Bia Mubaris is a good Bia, so then why not let the co-wife marry? What's the problem? She went out with the go out with the Yibum of her of the co-wife. So Abaye says, you know what? On the basis of the strength of this question, he says that you can have to say that by Bia there is no machlokas. It definitely does not work, even according to Rav Yochanan. And the machlokas is only whether the chalitz is valid or not. Okay, Rav Yochanan says chalitz mulberis is a good chalitz. Bia mulberis is not a good Bia. And Rish Lakish says that the Bia mulberis is not a good Bia, and the chalitz mulberis is not a good chalitz. Okay. So Rabbah says, Mamanavshach. That doesn't make any sense. Because Bia, as we already learned earlier, Bia and Chalitza are a package deal. Right? Right? It has to, they have to match up. You can't say that it's good, it's a good Chalitza, it's not a good Yibum. If it's, if it's good, it's good. If it's not good, it's not good. They've got to be together. So therefore, Rabbah says that what it's saying is, the, like our original version, if somebody marries a Yavama, uh, does Yibum, and it turns out she's pregnant, so then he, then the co-wife cannot marry, and the reason why is because if the child will be viable, then the Bia of a Mubaris is not a good Bia, because it's viable. Okay, but if it's viable, why can't she get married? Because well, a viable child is only matter to get married once it's born. If it's not born yet, then, then not. So therefore, she's going to have to wait. Um, and that is really where we left off yesterday, and we'll take it from here.